0: Well, good evening, and welcome back to Table Talk. It is now the start of season five here at oh, Table Talk. Season five, season what? five, which um, really is is a fun time because we uh, each season we try to introduce some new element to Table Talk, and we are actually back with the beginning of the final set of messages for certainty, right, and that will be the focus of Table Talk this season. You're also going to see, if you're with us, uh, we appreciate you coming back after this winter break, uh, that we're going to add something at the end of each Table Talk this this season that speaks to the idea of the essentials, or um, maybe we'll call it sort of a bite-sized basics mm-hmm. uh, of what we see in the passage that might be uh, a wonderful sort of back to an un- fundamental understanding of what's right. going on. in foundational truth. A foundational yeah. truth. Right. Yeah, absolutely, and good. so we'll talk more about that as we get uh, to the end of each podcast. But uh, David, welcome! Thank Good you. to be here. Yeah, good to be for here. Joining.
1: You did a great job yesterday, by the way. Oh well, the sermon it was, a was great. The whole service, so. wonderful. Well, thank wonderful. you. I was, was sitting out there in the audience. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, new member class first service, but second, yeah. thought, oh, thought it was a great, great message. Oh well, it's just focus uh, on humility. Wonderful. It's a wonderful passage. Just really loved it it, sort of it sitting is in it passage. for uh, for a
0: while there, and uh, today. It's part of the introduction. Next week we'll be back to having a guest with us. I've got my mind on a few who might be joining us, so some of you out there might join us at the table here over the next several weeks. But this week, let's just introduce where we are. Uh, We've we've, uh, entered into a season of Luke's Gospel where we're about to enter Jerusalem, and we're going to see, really, we call it the Passion of the Savior because it's Passion Week, uh, the week of suffering. Uh, really, and all those events. But before we get there, there's one or two, two, three weeks of those final teachings, uh, maybe outside of Jerusalem, Jericho, I think we see next week, and then we move in with the triumphal entry. Right. And then uh, Passion Week. Uh, but before we look at chapter 18, which is where we begin this last set of messages, um, do you have any vision or prayer? over um, what happens between now and Easter Sunday uh, that might be unusual
1: or unique maybe to other teaching series or sermons? Well, I think, David, in this study of the Gospel of Luke, it's been my hope that the Lord would use this part of his word to shape us Mm. into greater Christ-likeness. Throughout Luke, we've seen the compassion of Jesus. We've seen the authority of Jesus. We've seen the ability to hold truth and love together, yeah. as he does, and um, I hope that shapes our lives. And yeah. these teachings, uh, leading into his suffering, his crucifixion, his passion, um, we're in chapter eighteen today. Then yeah. we'll see the accounts of Zacchaeus and the rich okay. ruler, oh. and calling people and the mm-hmm. depth of commitment that they're making, or the depth yeah. of commitment for which he calls. In the case of the rich ruler, and the, sure the rich right, young man right. didn't make the commitment um i hope this will really uh remind us of the significance of being called yeah. by jesus and following him sure and the fact that following him can very well include suffering mm-hmm. we're called to take up our crosses right and follow him
0: well and and you know maybe i, I guess more so of course we always want this with every message right. you know all scriptures profitable for uh for understanding and knowing and for sharing the gospel but um there's something especially um I guess, um, you know, uh, especially connected to the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus to actually sharing the gospel. Right. So right. perhaps this is a season that for a lot of us can sort of uh, be, again, refreshed with the entirety of that right. um, Passion Week and um, really our full
1: hope yes. uh, that it comes from an empty it's tomb. the real heart of the gospel. As the Apostle Paul would later write, right. you know, Christ died buried, raised. These are essential, foundational That's parts it, of the message. Yeah. So uh, again, perfect timing to, to move us into
0: Easter, and uh, really excited about um, this last set to sort of bring Luke all together. Yeah. And, and yet at the same time, as we move into it, we, we have to keep in mind that at the, uh, the back end of that last set of messages, uh, the intensity around Jesus' teaching, uh, the directness. Right. Um, we, we were starting to get a little uncomfortable being as a follower or a someone who was in the crowd, and he carries that over, and I think that intensity just sort of builds to the cross and we 'll see that so that 's great yes. so um, this week, we are looking at Luke chapter eighteen, mm-hmm. basically now we say one through seventeen for small groups out there, and if you look in your certainty guide, which they 're still again online and we 've got uh, David, I think we started with seven hundred or so, and we are down to about 12 uh, at the Resource Center, so you could, if you're fast, you could still pick one up, but uh, you can also get one online, but we are uh, in part four, uh, unit one, 17 verses, we, the message was really on the middle section of that, but there's three parts to it, Um, three parts to the opening of chapter 18. The first is this this parable of uh, the persistent woman, I guess. Um, before the judge. Yes. Um, w- what do we what do we make of that? This is really verses uh,
1: 1 through 8, perhaps? Yes. Yeah, well, it's interesting, David, because often we're not given up front the purpose for which Jesus told a parable. But in this case, we're told he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. Yeah. But we're told the reason for the parable, we're, the meaning of the parable right there. And then he tells us that this... Um, there's a certain judge, and he doesn't fear God, and he doesn't really respect man, and this widow is persistent in coming that he would give her justice against mm-hmm. her adversary. And he, fin- he finally says, you know, lest by her continual coming she wear me out. I'll, I'll give her what she needs. <laughs> and then Jesus applies it to prayer Yeah. and says... Hear what the unrighteous judge says, will not God give justice to his elect to cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The implication here is that our persistence in praying is an expression of our faith Mm -hmm. in him. And so... Uh, it's a powerful little teaching on prayer here. I think it is, and there's there's a couple things
0: I see that as I'm reading through that is in a way. Would you say that it relates to uh, it's Luke 11, uh, which happened to be the first unit we started on yes. in part three, yes. uh, where the guys just you know give me bread, give me bread, mm-hmm. give me bread. Mm-hmm. I know it's late, but wake up, give me bread. Yes. Uh, and he and he uh, because of his persistence, uh, is that a very similar? message? I, th- I think so. Okay. Because
1: it's that's the message where Jesus says, ask and it'll be given to you. Yes. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened right. to you. And again, it's the persistence, the coming that God yeah. will respond to the prayers of his children. Yes, he wants and us to bother him yes,
0: boldly. Yes, and, yeah.
1: yes, yes. Huh.
0: And it, it's, reverently and boldly. Reverently and boldly, yes. He's, he's, he's not the judge. Again, we take bits and pieces of parables. He's not right. saying, oh, that lady again, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll give her what she wants this time. No, no, it's not. The part of the lesson is just keep at it. Yeah, keep keep being faithful in it. Right, and and really that last statement, that uh, verse eight, um, wow, that um, sort of makes us stop in our tracks because again, he's he's making this statement implying that when the Son of Man returns, you know, will will anyone be faithful? Mm-hmm. Almost as if. Very few will be faithful yeah, um, yeah. so um, yeah. That, that's uh, it's one of those uh sort of remarks by jesus it's a hard saying, but it's also a reminder that um, you know genuine repentance and genuine faith uh, is is typically going to be you know um, oh it's going to be marked by um, fewer than just maybe the visible church it's truly the invisible church and it's not ours to point out who's not or who has it or who doesn't have it but uh just to ensure we know that we've counted the cost and that we um we truly desire to be faithful Hmm. um because as we look around at this time uh there will be fewer and fewer fewer and um, jesus says well that's right uh so disheartening perhaps but also um aligned with uh what he says and how we see credibility in his words, hmm. uh, and in his word, so so there's that passage, right? And then there's the the middle passage, nine through fourteen, that uh, was the message, right? right. Uh, in, in parts, and um, have to do with prayer, or what's the tie-in? Do you think? I know he, he again points out who he's talking to.
1: Well, I think uh, you hit the nail on the head okay. when you focused on humility. Contrast between the Pharisee, the religious man, and the somewhat despised tax collector who said, God be merciful to me, a sinner. He he wouldn't even look up to heaven. Mm -hmm. Jesus said this one went to his home justified rather than the other. And um, The very next thing in the gospel that we see there is people bringing infant children to Jesus and Jesus telling them that the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And Mm -hmm. he's still, I think, focusing on humility, Mm -hmm. the childlike humility necessary to come into the kingdom. But um, I think you were on target focusing on the humility of the humility tax collector, as opposed to the self-righteous pride of the Pharisee. Yes,
0: yeah. And <clears throat> and really, it's in that humility that um, we most recognize our need for, um, well, for uh, his mercy right. and his grace, right, and that we are most ready to truly repent mm-hmm. of um, of just who we are and what we've done and, and what we're capable of. And in that, it appears that that's the heart that is is he's ready to give to. Yeah. And um, did, the thief on the cross, did that
1: Well, it's an interesting th- thing to because connect. you you yeah. you you brought that in your message and I think it was a good connection there because likewise um, there's a contrast. There there's yeah. a thief on either side of Jesus. There are mm-hmm. two. One of us mocking Jesus. It seems like initially maybe both were, but one of them becomes yeah. uh, repentant and humble and he says to Christ Lord, remember me when you come yeah, into your kingdom. Yeah. And now that's a simple prayer. Mm-hmm. A guy who doesn't know much at all, he's lived his life as yeah. a criminal, he's dying because of his life as a criminal, yeah. and yet he says, Lord, be merciful to me. And Jesus says, today you'll be with me yeah. in paradise. Yeah. So it's a prayer that right. was answered in a most powerful way, yeah. and it sprang from a heart of recognition of need, humility. And at the same time, recognition of who Jesus is.
0: Yes. Yeah. So I assure you today, and and the the thief I thought also it was it was important that in his um, his recognition, you know, the other thief, don't you know who this is? Uh, his statement was just, you know, we deserve to die. Don't you know we yeah. deserve death? Yeah. We deserve what's coming to us. So it was almost like that was the turning point to I recognize who really I am, uh, and and. and you know Jesus is the only the only salvation here in this moment mm-hmm. you know yes. all i can ask is him to to you know in desperation just just remember me right. you know right. may, maybe there's deliverance in that right and so um so uh then we move into the well let me ask you had you ever heard that um that i guess it was in his sermon but the statement by Charles Spurgeon uh of no, you know sort of no. that humility that No i'd never and, heard that
1: before i thought it was oh, I was <clears> one
0: really interesting yeah and uh, of course, you know, I, I you could hear him preach that, you know, from his convictions. I'm sure, you mm-hmm. know, he was always preaching out uh, often against spiritual arrogance. Right. Uh, he was also <coughs> always speaking out against uh, racism, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. was also, uh, you know, just always speaking out about the the humble um, uh, understanding of God's grace to us. Right. And right. so. Um, I just it was that was another just sort of short and sweet and just you know be not proud yeah. of race face yeah. place or grace and yeah. uh, if we can do that, was, that then it ought to position us well. Um, but uh, yeah, it was great to hear that I had not heard it before. Yeah, and so. and I do think the C.S. Lewis uh, attributed to him the um, you know it's it's not thinking humility is not thinking less of yourself but thinking of yourself less. Right. I, I've read prior before too that uh, that's that's really kind of short circuits what he and what he wrote on the subject there's actually something that's much deeper and uh more profound if you'll continue past that quote so i'd encourage you to look that up and and really sort of read into how cs went on to really fill that out Mm -hmm. it was um we just didn't have time but uh there's there's some good things there too um and then the children like you said this last part of 1815 through uh 17 that we get into this week um yeah, so hu- we see the humility. The, the, mm-hmm. wh- what is it about childlike faith? Why would Jesus say, unless you're like that? Um, immature?
1: Well, I don't think he's calling for immaturity so much as a, a lack of self-righteous pride. Yeah. Okay. Um, knowing our dependency. Yeah. Now, these children being brought to Jesus in the ESV, it says they were infants and so they were Mm. probably still at a stage of significant dependency um yeah and we know how dependent infants are on the parent they're just completely dependent for everything
0: and and And, you know not only dependent but um i know you know in their human nature there's a tendency to act out but um as infants uh often until they grow out of it uh they they do sort of obey because you know they're under authority, yeah. right? Yeah. Do this because I said so. Okay, I, you know, as an infant, I of course I don't know any better. I, I trust I trust you, right? I trust my my parents to take right. care of me, right? Uh, without questioning, without and um, so there's that's probably I guess part of that uh, as well. Um, but um, I, I think it's it's also uh, should make us think. Uh, I guess what are we doing? Either to, um, when it comes to children, are we putting up a roadblock, a stumbling block, that they're not even coming to Jesus, or are we helping them as well? Uh, So I think there's a message here, too, about the importance, maybe, that um, Jesus sees in maintaining that childlike faith and uh, encouraging the child in the childlike faith. Um, And you've always used this uh, as an example, I think, when you talk about uh, dedications. Right, right. that
1: um are bringing their children to jesus to place his hands on them pray for them bless
0: to have them. a blessing and right. and i think that was a, a rabbinic blessings as well that right. was it was very right. common to take your child to the to the rabbi and say you know just a, a yeah. blessing a prayer over yeah um nothing's happening in this moment but uh we would ask you to just bless his life and his, sure. his path forward and uh, us as parents and so, um, yeah, 18, I hope uh, our groups, I think, have a lot to chew on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I look, David, and, and we get these units, and then we you know, we, we do all the work months before you're preparing sermons and looking at the outlines. And then when we actually get to that week, I think, Whoa! There's a lot there. <laughs> what, did, what did we do to some of these groups? We uh, we we've given you hours and hours. So maybe that's a good thing. But uh, there's definitely sort of a take your pick and really dig in yeah. uh, this yeah. week to that. And a great chapter. Yeah. So Luke 18. We're starting back now. This week we are beginning what we're calling the essential moment. Uh, the uh, the essential moment. The foundational truth. The the bite sized basics. And right. one. Um, I guess foundational truth, bite-sized truth is that I'd like to look at today is that word justified, mm-hmm. justification. Yes. <clears throat> if 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 I am if not in even if I have been in church for a long time or in a small group for a long time, I still may not be very clear on what does it mean to be justified when we read that, and and the verse that we pick this up in is in 18 this week, chapter um, 18, Eighteen but the verse is 14, 14, 18, 14. Yeah. It was the, uh, the tax collector that uh, Jesus said, mm-hmm. I tell you that man, he went down to his house justified rather than the other. So if we're just looking at this and we don't know what that means, we, we know it's probably a good thing. Yes. Uh, we'd rather be that man than the other. Uh, but,
1: what does it mean, David? What's the sort of plain and simple to being justified? Well, if we if we look to the entire New Testament, I think it's the Apostle Paul who gives us the most clear right. understanding of what the word means in places like Romans and Galatians. And James, in the book of James, gives clarity okay. as well. And, um, for example, um, the Apostle Paul, when talking about justification, is talking about what it means to be declared righteous by God. Okay. To be justified by faith rather than by works. And that's a large part of the argument in places like Romans, Galatians, that our justification, our being Mm. declared righteous by God, is not based upon our works, but rather on the grace of God through the work of Christ. Um, Yeah. Paul says, for example, by the works of the law, no one will be justified. Mm. And he uses Old Testament examples, like Abraham. uh, Was not Abraham justified by faith when he believed the words that God spoke to him? I think James uses the same terminology, um, Abraham's justification by faith. Okay. Um, declared righteous by God just by believing, when God told him, "Look outside at all the stars; so will your offspring be." Um, he's declared righteous in the sight of God. Okay, and so um, I think without the teaching of the Apostle Paul, if we're just looking at the Gospels, we might really not know what it meant here when Jesus said yes. he went away justified. Mm-hmm. We we might think that means well his prayer prayer was answered, but for God to be merciful, essentially, I think. We, we can understand he went away made right with God, right. Uh, declared righteous okay. by God. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. And You know, as you were saying that about Paul in Romans, I'm thinking
0: about, you know, in 324, 323, you know, the the for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Then he follows that up in 24 with and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is Christ Jesus. Right. So, uh, if we sort of substitute the language there, we say for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are made right before God. Yes. um, And are, uh, I think Webster's describes the, the word justified as used just in secular context as to show or to prove as right. Mm -hmm. And so we are shown or proven right before God by the grace of God as his gift through uh, through that of Jesus Christ, through the redemption, through what right. he did on the cross, right. And so to be justified uh, is that uh, could you say that it's when God looks at us and he has and, and he has made us right through our receiving of the grace that is made possible by the cross, uh, that he sees us and he sees us as being made right. We, we, we are uh, redeemed, we are back uh, I don't know if in favor is the right word, but we are restored to a position of being able to be in front of him. Um, a, some people will say, uh, and I've heard this before, and I've heard it both ways. I've heard, no, you probably shouldn't say this. Or I've heard, yes, this makes perfect sense. Justified means just as if I'd never, never sinned. sinned. Right. What, is, is that a uh,
1: a clever way of thinking of it, or is it misleading? I, I wouldn't call it misleading. Okay. And it, it is a memorable way. Okay. You know, I've heard it. For many years, just as if I'd never sinned, but um, it's important for us to know that we have sinned. Yeah, yeah. Because the Apostle Paul himself, in one place, calls himself the chief of sinners. I mean, Paul yeah. knew from whence he came; he right. knew where he came from. He did. And sometimes, as Jesus said about the woman that anointed him when he was at the the table. Um, he who's been forgiven much loves much, knowing that we've been forgiven much, um, can help increase our gratitude Mm -hmm. for the gospel, our love for Jesus all the more. So we don't deny that we've never sinned, um, deny that we've ever sinned that is. Um, but rather our sin was very costly. It's not like we never sinned. Yeah. Our sin was costly. It was laid on Jesus, and he paid a debt he did not owe. I paid owed a debt I could not yeah. pay. He took my sins away himself. So I would probably tweak it a little bit. Yeah. It's a good way to remember the word, but um, it's important to know that he demonstrated his love toward us while we were yet sinners. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that's a good word, and you know, I think I'd like to qualify it too, because I think it can turn into that for you know cheap grace if yeah. if if we sort of walk around with a just if I'd never sin almost makes it sound as just if I can not sin again, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and while there's a difference between the sin that separates us uh, from God and the sin that separates us in His disobedience, yeah. um, I think we still should say, you know, when when God looks at us when we've received Jesus as Lord and Savior, it is just as if I'd never sinned. Right. We seem right, right. righteous right. in his eyes. Exactly. But as we move forward in this life, it will never be to the point that we uh, are just as if I can't sin, Right, <laughs> and Correct. which is yes. disheartening, which is in disobedience. Which is So um, as long as we're aware that that doesn't mean that we're sin-proof, Right. it's just what God sees in us, uh, that restored uh, position before him, uh, then I think that's probably okay right. to, to qualify. Right. So, so justified, it's an it's a important word. Very important. I mean, it's what one we're... One of the most important right. words in the New Testament. And so <laughs> uh, we just want to throw that out there because we, it's probably one that we throw out in sermons or talk about. And uh, it's a churchy word, justification. Right. Right. Um, Romans 8.33 also says that it's God alone who justifies. Mm-hmm. He, he justifies. So it kind of also reminds us that it's, again, nothing we can do. So, really important word, uh, our justification. One final kind of essential question on that is, are we justified the moment that we confess Jesus as Lord, or the moment we are baptized, or uh, the moment we die, or when are we justified? This man went home justified from that simple prayer. So, is there an instantaneous justification, or... Do we uh, do we need to learn all sixty six of the books of the Bible first and go to all
1: the equipping classes? Well, <laughs> I guess only the Lord knows precisely. Okay. <laughs> um, I you know I I'd say it's not when we're baptized. The thief on the cross was never baptized, okay. but I tend to think it's when we by faith. Our faith is placed mm-hmm. in Christ, that, that work of the Holy Spirit in us, bringing us to that point that we right. place faith in Him and we are regenerated. Yes. Um, I okay. think it's during that time rather than, um, you know, being baptized as an expression yeah. Yeah. of our
0: faith or something like that. Yeah, there's, there's that transformation that occurs, the indwelling of the Holy right. Spirit. Right. And in a way, it's God in us that makes mm-hmm. us right before God. Yeah. Uh, so we yeah. are justified the moment that the Holy Spirit dwells us, in, and and uh, God actually sees Himself in us. Right. Right. Uh, he regenerates us. Yes. Yes. So, well, I, I hope that's helpful uh, if it comes up in your groups. But I also. Our prayer, really our heart this, this season, is that uh, we have been blessed with so many new members and visitors who just say, Hey, I want to jump in. I just don't, I don't have that experience. I, I just don't, don't have a lot of time in Scripture. I hear words that I don't know. Please teach me, t- help me. Thank you for your curiosity Please continue to ask, and I hope that helps with the understanding of what justification is and being justified. And if not, please let us know, make a comment, you know, write write us, or uh, just get with us. But uh, the essential moment uh, yeah. this week is on justification Great. and justification. You picked a good word for this week, David. Well, good, you know, Luke did. One. Well, yeah, well Luke the inspired did. word of okay. Luke through good. through, through uh, God, and we'll see if if each week there's something in those passages that. Uh, is an essential moment too but
1: uh but thanks for good. oh thank you kicking this thank back you. off thank you all for joining yeah. us too
0: and uh we do appreciate it and this is a great time to tell you hey if you'll subscribe and just ring the bell uh as soon as the video drops you will be the first to know so good to see you we'll look forward to seeing you next week here on table talk where we're going to look at a rich man and a small man That's right blessings friends